You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. And you know, part of the beauty of this entire space is that not only are we continuing to innovate, but we're also continuing to get creative with ways that we can ultimately do some of the basic things, but even uh, you know, rethink some of the things that have become uh, rather mundane when it comes to uh, you know our, our normal day to day in this space. And to me, this is what I mean. This is probably what excites me the most uh, is researching and discovering new ways projects are are deploying things that really are value that we've already you know kind of uh, considered as as something that we know that the audience wants, but ways that we can actually increase you know how that can uh, you know be delivered. And so we might have you know the a while back uh, I did an episode where I interviewed uh, the founders of Bulls and Apes and. They have uh, one of the first contracts at, at large scale that is rolling out uh, on, I believe May 31st is Mint Day, or their Super Mint, they call it, where they're, gonna, they're giving you the ability to get your money back for up to six months for holding your uh, NFT. So at, at any point in that six months, if you want to if you say, hey, I, I want my 0.17 um, back, you go onto the website and you can turn it and burn your NFT. I'm going to explain why that's actually like in a way the same as staking and also the same that we see where people are in, in many ways, you know, coming up with creative ways for people to inspire people to hold. Right. So one of the things that you know, I want to just think about, I want us to think about right now in the NFT space is like what ultimately increases the value or the floor price uh, of an NFT collection. Well, really it's when there is a, a lot of demand and limited supply. Or as the supply shrinks, the demand doesn't really need to increase because the supply is shrinking, right? Or if the supply stays the same, if there's the same amount of NFTs for sale, yet all of a sudden massive more demand comes in, of course, now there's more people interested. So in this space of NFTs, part of what the, the trick is in, in being a, an NFT founder or creator is how do I get people to hold on to their NFT long term while I deliver the utility, right? So if I'm like, you know what, I want to, you know, I'm going to build a game or I'm going to create a metaverse or I'm going to give people access to an in real life event. The thing you have to ask yourself is if you're planning an in real life event six months from now, what, why would someone want to lock up their liquidity, right? Lock up their money into your NFT for that entire six months. Why would they not just wait and buy in down the road? And now you might say it's because they can buy in cheaper now. Well, you don't really know that. And let's face it. A lot of people will say, I will take more of my liquidity now to pay a little bit more premium down the road 
when the utility is actually closer to being executed. And I think this is actually a massive issue within the NFT space because what happens is that you know we we launch the project and then in many cases you know we're we're, we're communicating we're doing twitter spaces we're engaging but we are leading up to this like idea of our first you know deliverable whatever that deliverable may be now usually the way that it works is that you know the the utility is delivered or whatever that a kind of first deliverable on the roadmap is and in some cases it inspires people to be like man i love this project i'm so glad i'm here in other cases, it could underwhelm people. And they're like, you know what? I, if that's what the first utility is, maybe that's not something I want to hold on to. And then there's also people that are like, you know what? I like this project, but I, I need that money right now to spend on some other projects. I'm going to sell mine, and then I will just come back into the project later on. So this is a massive problem, right? And, and ultimately, I, I believe you know, a project needs diamond hands, it needs people that are kind of like in that middle where you know, and for diamond hands are people that are like, you know what? I'm never, I'm not selling this project because I believe in it no matter what. And for a lot of people, that's like, I'm not selling this project for the next year, right? Like when I look at the projects that I'm diamond handing, uh, there's probably, I don't know, 15 or 20 projects that are in my bag that I know that I have not checked the floor price of them for six months because the floor price doesn't matter to me. I love that project. I love supporting the community. I love what they're building. But then there's a, there's a middle ground, right? Where you love, maybe you love the art. Maybe you love the founder. Maybe you're really enjoying the Discord community, but you're not really like stuck, right? You're not like ingrained where you're like, you know what? I could take it or leave it. I could sell the NFT or I could keep the NFT. And then, of course, there's more of the paper hands or the flipping where people are like, you know what, I'm going to buy this NFT, but as soon as the price starts to go down, I'm going to jump ship. Or as soon as they make one mistake or as soon as they don't deliver on this, I'm going to jump ship. And and ultimately, part of the, the, the beauty of this space is that we often talk about like, how do we get more diamond hands? But I actually think some of the magic is in how do we get people to not have to be diamond hands, but to not want to list theirs for sale, right? Because if there is less supply listed for sale, then there's technically the appearance of, wow, this is a 10,000 piece collection and there's only 400 uh, NFTs available. You know, people must be pretty happy with where they're at. And that doesn't really matter from the floor price. So this idea of staking, now staking has existed in crypto um, for a long while, and really what you're doing with staking is they would incentivize you to lock your crypto up for a certain amount of period, and they would give you you know bonus or a percentage or maybe another uh, coin on top of that, which really, in a way, that the whole goal of that is because they, want, they now know that that supply isn't going to be liquidated. Now, in the NFT space, the, the, there's kind of twofold, right? You can, there are projects that allow you to stake your NFT within the project itself, right? So you can go to the website and it'll say like stake or check in, or, you know, a lot of people use creative terminology for that, but really what they're, what they're asking you to do is lock your NFT into our contract and by doing so, we are going to give you this, right? Some people, you know, we, we, if, you, if you don't want to stake, uh, some projects are like, you know what? If, if you don't list your NFT for sale for the next 30 days, we'll take a snapshot. And if your NFT is not listed for sale for those 30 days, we will give you a free airdrop or we will, we will do A, B, and C. Technically, that, that is like the lazy person's way of staking. What staking really means is when you, when you 
you know, stake your NFT, you're technically locking it into another contract. Now, there are, you know, different ways that you can actually stake. There's a hard stake or a soft staking of an NFT. Um, really, the big difference between the two is hard staking. Uh, usually, the NFT is not in your wallet anymore, right? So when you stake the NFT, it's actually taken out of your wallet. It's sent into a, what would be a staking wallet. Now, the beauty of this is that the only wallet that can remove it from that staking wallet is the wallet that put it in, right? So from a security perspective, you with your wallet, when you stake it, you're the only wallet that can actually take it out. Now, a lesson that I had to learn the hard way when my wallet got hacked, I actually had 12 NFTs across five projects that were staked when my wallet got hacked. The problem is there's no way to get that NFT out unless you're using that wallet that actually put it in there. So a recommendation that I can definitely give is that you would, I actually, and this is something that I've done just recently, uh, and shout out to Ape Liquid there, they kind of inspired me to do it, is I actually created now a staking MetaMask wallet, right? So that wallet, I don't connect to anything. I don't mint, mint anything. The only thing I use that wallet for is to connect, to stake that, that NFT um, on a website or you know, to kind of you know, lock it away. What's beautiful about that is it, it mitigates my, um, my risk for actually getting that, those NFTs um, stolen or, or you know, me getting that wallet compromised. Uh, and funny enough, I don't even have that, um, that, <laughs> that actual wallet is not installed on my computer or on my uh, mobile phone. It's actually installed on a different device. So for me, that's like I send it, I send it to that wallet and then I go on that computer with that wallet. I log into the staking website. You know, I pay gas and I stake the NFT. Now, Ape Liquid is a project that I mentioned earlier. And now what Ape Liquid has done as what they're considering themselves a super community is they actually have um, what they call their, you know, they have a Ape Liquid uh, membership. And with that membership, you can unlock their, you know, staking mechanism, which is what they, they refer to it as Forge. And what is nice about this is they've actually teamed up with other projects and they have a, I think they have six, maybe seven projects and they've kind of created an agreement with those projects and said, we're going to allow you know, people to stake those projects, NFTs onto our, into our website, into a staking contract. And then we're going to reward them a coin, what is the, which they're referring to as the, the liquid metal coin. Um, and that metal coin is something you, and the way that they actually do it is they give you 1% of the floor price in, in those tokens. Now, the value of that token is just like any other token, like an uh, ape coin or any of the coins that are out there is really, you know, it can, uh, you know, the, the value, of course, can depend. And in some cases, projects will give you tokens that don't, don't have initial value, right? They will say, hey, I'm going to give you 10 of these, you know, of these, you know, special, uh, you know, uh, tokens within our community we haven't figured out what we're going to do with them but when we do we're, you'll by you accumulating them it's going to be a bonus now the part of this that's really interesting is like for me staking nfts a part that are part of our project is a no-brainer right because i know that we're holding every one of these nfts that we're buying every single day we're holding these until november 11th so for me i I, of course, if any of our Mint 365 projects offer staking, I, of course, am going to take advantage of it because I have zero chance of listing it for sale between now and November. 
Now, differently than that is my my personal wallet, right? As I do have like degen tendencies where um, like even today I've been buying and flipping a, a bunch of NFTs that were uh, kind of trendy NFTs, uh, the AI Moonbirds, uh, Strange Times, a couple other NFTs today that I was flipping. But what I found interesting is that the the staking mechanism that Ape Liquid deployed actually inspired me to buy into another project because I wanted to stake that in Ape Liquid so that I have all of their projects um, staked. Now, Ape Liquid is a little bit different. Now, you know, depending on the project, one of the ones that we we uh, purchased for Mint 365 is called the Gratitude Gang, and I just love this project. Uh, hopefully, we're going to get the team on uh, the podcast very soon. But what they're doing is they're actually giving you um, a coin as well. They call it the 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 gratis uh, coin, um, and you get gratis for how many days you have your NFT stake. So I, of course, went up there and staked the two NFTs that we have in their um, in their contract. Now, what is beautiful about that is that for me, not only do I does it take away my like you know there's some projects that I'm like you know what I'm not really I'm not really in that Discord anymore. I don't really remember what the utility is. Maybe I'll just post it for sale, right? It takes that like that that need away. The other thing that staking does, and I think this is where we are still in the infancy stage, is that we can find ways to allow passive income to exist. Now, at the higher level, people can actually take loans against their NFT. So what some people are doing with Bored Apes and CryptoPunks and Mutants is that they're actually like staking their NFT. People are giving them a loan against that. And then, of course, they have to pay back the loan and then they could unstake their um, NFT. And, and they're, they, you know, this, you know, staking NFTs does have a little bit of like a DeFi um, component to it. But I think when you when you look at different you know, projects, what we're what there's what you're thinking of here is how can I add passive income to holding an NFT? Because something that most people don't think about is people often will be like, man, I can't believe those millionaires that have Bored Ape Yacht Club NFTs. Well, if you bought one Bored Ape Yacht Club NFT and then you got the, the serum and you got a mutant and then you got a kennel club uh, and then maybe you got your ape coin and then you got your other side land. But if you have not sold any of those, if you're holding on to all of them because they're valuable, then you've technically not make any money by holding that NFT all this time. Now, technically, what the value is of the NFTs you hold, but you haven't been able to actually take any of that out you know, to pay bills. So technically, it's almost like you're, you're a millionaire in the, the fact that you own a house worth a million dollars. But that house being worth a million dollars, unless you're taking out a loan against that or you're selling the house, that a million dollars is technically not something like, quote unquote, tangible that you have. And so one of the things that we're going to continue to see, which I'm excited about, is creative ways to not only get people to stake, but also to get people to stay committed for a, a period of time so that they can deliver. So that's really staking. Now, I, I teased out at the beginning the Bulls and Apes project that I'm very excited about and do your own damn research, of course. But that project is doing a six-month money-back guarantee. Now, within that guarantee, they state that you have to keep the NFT in the wallet that it is minted from or within that first hour, right? So I will mint mine from my burner wallet. As soon as I buy them, I will send them to my ledger. Uh, and then my ledger will be the, the wallet that holds those NFTs. 
things. And as long as I don't sell them, as long as I not transfer them after that one hour, then I'm able to get my money back, that 0.17, at any point over the six months. Now, the beauty of this is that ultimately what they're saying is that we are self-funded and we are so confident in what we're delivering that if you want your money back, the money will be there for you to get that back. Now, in crypto and some of the stablecoin things that we found, a lot of times people are assuming that there is money behind something when there isn't actually money there, right? Just like a bank, right? If we all went to our bank right now to ask for our money back, the banks would not have enough money to pay us all back. It's just the truth. A lot of stable coins were kind of built with that same methodology in the crypto space. But in this NFT example, and with Bored Apes, or not with Bored Apes, with Bulls and Apes, what I think is, is kind of neat about this is that they're actually, you know, have that wallet already secured with that amount of, of Ethereum that they need to refund. So what they're really doing is they're doing two things. They're getting a lot of people probably to mint more of them than they probably would have prior. I know for me, it'll probably be the project that I mint the most of on mint day than I ever have since I've started on NFTs. What partially is because I, I, I had them on the podcast. I pressed them really hard. I've started to get to know the team. I love what they're creating. The other part of it is I know that there is a little bit less of a risk here, right? Because if at any point I decide, you know what? I, I want to get my money back of these NFTs. I can, I can burn them and turn them in, right? And then the other part of this that is really interesting is it's also giving them a, an understanding of their community dynamics. Because one of the things that I was thinking of, like, you know, if I'm buying multiples of them, right? If I'm buying, if I'm minting five of them uh, on the 31st, probably more than likely I'm going to move all five to my ledger wallet. But let's say the floor doubles or the floor triples um, in the first 60 days. Well, more than likely, I'd be willing to take a couple of them and maybe you know, move them out of that ledger wallet and put a couple of them up for sale to maybe make some profit off of uh, me buying in at, at, a, at a higher amount of NFTs. Now, what's cool about that is you'll be able to actually see a lot of those dynamics. And what I'm excited to learn and watch with this Bulls and Ape project, it's with other projects that I really love the staking, is that you know, how many people, you know, because it's only those that mint, right? So like, as soon as you buy one on the secondary market or on OpenSea, that money back guarantee does not exist, right? So this is a reward mechanism for those that mint, now, if you go all the way back to our, I believe it was episode number five of this podcast, I actually, one of my predictions was we need to find ways to better reward, incentivize, and celebrate those that are the original minters of an NFT. I actually think the legacy of an NFT, who owns it, how many people have owned it, will be something that we are going to explore the value of um, in the near future, right? It's like, you know, I, you know, it's one of those things where like, if you have something, if you buy something that is a collectible and it was owned by someone famous or only owned once, um, by only one person, then it's going to actually have some more um, implied value. But ultimately, for those that are like, you know, this sounds like a lot, you know, the staking, the staking mechanism in, in, in almost all cases should be mutually beneficial. It should benefit the NFT project team because if you're staking it, that means they know those are ones that are not going to be listed for sale. And that means they can actually shrink the supply available. 
And then it should be also beneficial for you as the NFT holder, because by staking it, you should be getting something back in return that for you locking it in the contract. Now, some projects are actually going to implement like a staking time frame, right? There's actually one project that I'm a part of now that whenever I went to stake it, I could actually say, I'm going to lock this in the contract for 45 days. And what they're going to give me is actually more value than if I was just going to say, I'm going to stake it and at any time I can remove it. That is the other part of this that I, I, I want to make very clear is that it, you're actually technically not sending it to an, a wallet. You're actually locking it in a protocol or in a contract. And I think the, the thing with staking is that, you know, this is a newer trend. It is something that I think um, is good, you know, long term. I think we're going to see this as kind of like a, a passive uh, income play in, uh, in this uh, space. But I will tell you, a lot of times it can be confusing. It can be confusing on how you get them in, how you get them out. What are you getting in value? Why am I doing that? But for the most part, my experience so far, for everything I've staked, even the ones that I I staked in my wallet um, and my wallet was compromised, I was actually able to get them back. Um, And the way that I was able to do that was I was able to wait till the gas prices were really, really low. And because I still had access to that wallet, I was able to, to unstake them and then transfer them under the radar of the sweeper bot that was on my wallet um, so that I was able to actually get them back um, into my, uh, my now clean wallet. But in the future, I will not be staking uh, any NFTs from a wallet that has a high like or has a higher percentage chance uh, of ultimately being uh, compromised. So that's what staking is. Hopefully that makes some sense for everyone out there. I actually think one of the things, well, not think, one of the things that we're working on for our project is that we are going to allow you to stake not only your NFT, but we are working on ways that you can stake other NFTs that we support but that, that we will actually not only be able to reward you, but we'll be able to work with those projects. Not, you know, Ape Liquid is allowing you to kind of stake within their thing. And I love, you know, I have an Ape Liquid membership. I have one um, in every one of the projects that they are uh, partners with. So I love what they're doing. But for me, one of the things that I wanted to kind of, you know, kind of rethink this on was what if we could stake the different components within one project? So with our project, we are going to implement a layer of game theory. So you are going to have one NFT originally, and then you're going to pick out of five different other types of NFTs what your second NFT will be for free. And then once you pick that NFT, we're going to allow you to select a couple other NFTs. And now the beauty of this is that you are going to be able to build kind of a repository of some of the NFTs. And part of it might be that you want to sell some of those in-between ones because you no longer are going to kind of build on it, right? Or maybe you don't want to sell them, you want to hold on to them. And so what I, the way that I think of this, the, the project, that we, the way that we're designing it, is it's a, a little bit VFriends book games, a little bit what Ape Liquid is doing with their, um, their forging, and then a little bit of what Psychedelics Anonymous is doing uh, with their projects, which are three projects that I hold, three projects that I love and respect. And I'm going to try, uh, you know, myself and the team, we're going we're gonna to work on really coming up with some really creative ways for us to choose our own adventure within this whole super-powered world of NFTs. And with all of that being said, I will say, to, you know, for this episode, uh, and this is kind of the beauty of, uh, of our of our of our project and our podcast this is actually one of the pops for proof of podcast so today's word is note 
N-O-T-E, note, like a music note. Um, and so you just jump over to nft365podcast.com slash pop, P-O-P. Um, put that word in um, onto our website. And if you have four for the month, you will qualify for an NFT airdrop, which will, of course, unlock some things. And one of the things that we're working on is actually allowing you to stake some of your pop star NFTs. And by doing so, that will actually unlock some uh, ADHD coin for you there. So uh, pretty exciting stuff. And lastly, I just want to say shout out to all of those that have been buying and holding ADHD coin. Uh, you know, if you're holding 39 ADHD coin, you get a, a free airdrop and, and a special um, you know, project uh, every Monday. If you're holding 93 ADHD coins, uh, you get access to our Zoom call every single Friday. But I will tell you, um, you know, it's something, it's kind of wild. You know, our, the way that we, that we measure our, our coin is how much rally, R-L-Y, is to ADHD coin. And on May 1st, we hit an all-time high of 30 rally to one ADHD coin. And of course, we've been implementing this utility where now you get additional bonuses for holding 39, 93, 200, 500. But the... So many of you have jumped in and, and, and purchased coin, bought some of our NFTs that we have, that as of May 24th, so 24 days after we hit our all-time high of 30 RLY to 1 ADHD, we doubled it. Ladies and gentlemen, we doubled it. We are now over 60 RLY to ADHD. And this is during probably one of the most down times of the crypto market. And I just want to say thank you for all those that are supporting. Thank you for all those that are coming on this journey. I mean, right now is the best time to buy ADHD coin, even though the RLY is higher to ADHD. But if you come in and buy with the dollar, right? If you come in and with buy with crypto, or if you're buying with your USD, you can buy with your credit card, you're actually buying it at the lower dollar value. And then as the crypto bounces back up, and remember, do your own damn research, but you know, as I believe, crypto will have a you know a resurgence as that resurgence comes up and rly and ethereum increase in value well adhd is gonna well we're gonna moon my friends and not only that but by simply holding those nf those uh, adhd coins not sending them to me you're getting additional utility while you're coming along on the journey. So hopefully you guys enjoyed a little bit about staking, a little bit about the, uh, the Bulls and Apes project. Remember, do your own damn research. Remember, you know, if, if these things sound too complicated, don't do them, right? They're, they're optional. They're not things that you have to, to implement. But there are some really cool ways for us to increase, you know, to um, incentivize loyalty, to increase, uh, you know, the, the amount uh, or the, to decrease the amount of supply that is available for sale. It also gives us a way to understand who are our super fans. Like I will tell you, for me, uh, all of those that will end up staking our NFT, our upcoming NFT project, those will be people that I will continue to reward because they're locking their NFT in the contract saying, Brian, I'm a believer. I'm here long term. And, you know, for all of you that are listening to this, uh, I know you're already believers and that uh, not believers with Bieber, but uh, believers. And I just want to say thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for those that are supporting with ADHD coin. Thank you for those that sold out our first NFT drops with our uh, founders passes and our super fans passes. Uh, we're just getting started. I know it sounds like we're doing, we've done a lot and we have. And I know there's a lot going on, but I can promise you this. If you're willing to, to, to trust us and the team, 
and you're willing to jump into our NFT project, I'm going to teach you. We're going to, we're going to educate. We're going to communicate. We're going to help you roll out and understand every one of these nuances. And I can promise in six months, there's going to be new uh, innovation in this space that's also going to unlock uh, new things. And, and maybe we're going to be the ones that create it. Maybe right now we're working on uh, some creative ways to, uh, you know, you know, change up the contracts that we're working on. Well, you have to stay tuned, my friends. Until tomorrow, make it a great day. Cheers. This show is not for-